starting there i always start off like this well i think the first couple we started that way oh that's true whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) so before we start i just want to tell you something that happened so i'm i'm driving down the road today well i'm glad you stayed on the road this time (laughs) Uh, the roads are completely empty for some reason today i think people are still on vacation or something I i don't quite understand it i'm not on vacation are you no, but I'm guessing people aren't working. So anyways, I'm driving down, and all of a sudden traffic just is like stopped on the other side of the road. I'm like, oh, my, there's an accident. I'm thinking how to make an exit plan off the freeway. And here comes this giant Trump caravan with huge trucks and flags waving and horns are honking. And I remember reading this morning that the same thing was going on in cities but they only were cities in the West, like Vegas, um, Sacramento, Phoenix, I guess, which I discovered today. And I, I think it's hilarious how they have these parades going on. Were there any Priuses in there? <laughs> what, what's the story with big trucks and Trump? Is it because they I both don't start with think T? We need to insult any more people. <laughs> Alliterations? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think that word would even work. Well, see, there you go. Now I've done it. Go ahead. Word would even work on most people who drive those trucks in those parades. What word? Alliteration. Oh, you mean they wouldn't understand what it means? I was trying to be more subtle about it, but if you want to come out right, <laughs> come out right and say it, then, you know, okay, fine. So you, you had a little Isn't Trump parade. Did, were they were they going your way or the other way? They were going the other way, luckily. Okay. That's why I was, I thought I was punctual today. Was I punctual? Uh, Sort of. I was. Well, based on when you said you were leaving. When, when did I? Oh, I, you know, I like to, dr- I drive fast sometimes, but I generally start off slow and move into fast. <laughs> I start off slow and I stay slow. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, my, I certainly don't get it from my mother. She drives like a speed demon. She has to have an Audi so that she it can keep up with Did her. Did you notice what's on my he- head today? What, the hat? <laughs> I'm wearing a hat today. That's a pretty nice looking hat. I mean, it, I wouldn't comment on it because it's not outlandish or... It doesn't match my outfit. Um, <laughs> no, you're wrong about that. Actually, the gold tone of your hat is the same tone as the green of your shirt. Well, I brought two hats here today. So it is actually a very well put together outfit. Well, because I, I, tone, even though they're different colors, they're the same tone. I don't have any hats that match green, and I'm wearing green today. And so I do have a green hat. Why are you wearing green? Are you what? part of the green party? What's going on with that? Well, that's... <laughs> I wouldn't mind being part of the green party. <laughs> is is there booze served? Uh, green booze, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is there such thing as green booze? Only if it's you know environmentally sustainable. <laughs> so anyways, I yeah, couldn't make up my mind what hat to wear. Mint or something. Isn't What's there? that? Isn't there some kind of mint uh, drink that people really despise? Like cord de mint or something? I don't know what it's called. Cream de mint? Cream de mint. There you go. Cord de mint cream. Whatever. I like cream de mint on my ice cream. <laughs> Anyways, I got these two hats, and I can't decide which one I'm going to wear. So I just threw both in the car and figured I'd make my mind up when I got here. Well, you chose the right one. I did. (laughs) It's hard to imagine a green hat going with a green shirt. Well, it's all about the band, you see. All about the band? What band? (laughs) The band. The band that goes around the hat. Oh, no. Was the band green or was the hat green? Well, I have different bands. Do you change the bands on your hats? I do. Holy cow. (laughs) No, no, no. No, when I purchased them... Sometimes I'm not happy with the band on it, but I still like the hat, so I'll change the band around in it, the store, and then it just stays there. Do you switch bands in the store? No, but oh, that's not a bad that idea. That was too long of a pause. No, I know, I know, no. I, okay, so I hear. So yes, you've done it. 
Oh, another pause. So that a place that I shop, I like play. Okay, so I love shorts, and but I like I like it when the belt matches the shorts, like this because sometimes you buy shorts and it comes with a belt, but sometimes I don't like the belt, so I will swap the belt with another uh, short as long it's the same brand and everything. And then when I walk up there, they, they never say it. I've never had a problem. And so that way, even though the belt came with the shorts like it was supposed to, it just wasn't the, the, the same color. For example, if you ever notice I wear red shorts a lot. No, I don't. No, you don't notice these things. <laughs> I can't even talk to you right now. Oh, okay. Well, There's so I, many wrong things wrong with you. A red belt does not go with anything. <laughs> murder goes with murder. Red rum, red rum. Did you sleep well? I actually really, I really slept well today. Well, that's good. Uh, that's kind of weird, though. Maybe it's bad for you to sleep well. I don't know. Usually, if you sleep well, you should be well rested and ready to go. I mean, well, you, you had coffee, right? I, well, this morning I got no, up you, and I cheated. I cheated on you. What? I actually had a cup of coffee before I came here. That's okay. What time did you get up? Well, for me, late, which was 5.50-ish. I beat my alarm clock, which I always beat, but I didn't beat it by much. I don't even know why I set my alarm. I think I set my alarm more to remind me what time it is than to, as a wake-up, right? Do you, do you do that? Well, I, I yeah, it, it trains you. If you want to wake up at a certain time, at least for me, you know, I'd set the alarm, and then after a week, I would just wake up at that time. Uh, I, I, don't, I, that, I don't know. It's, you know what it is? It doesn't is? happen to me. It's probably, I'm just so filled with compassion for the people around me. <laughs> That even subconsciously, I want to wake up before the alarm goes off and disturbs the whole house. Oh. Because that's just the kind of guy I am. Well, for whatever reason, I woke up this morning later than normal, had a good night's sleep, and I was just wanted coffee. Not only did I have a cup this morning, I considered going out and having a second cup on my drive-in. Buying coffee? I know. <laughs> so there's a place down the street. Um, it's called McAlpine's. And have you ever been there? No. Do you know what it is? No. Do you even know where it is? You drive by. You must drive by what? it. Where is it? Well, down my street. Down, so you. So it's on Seventh Street. It's walking okay. distance. All right. So. Wow. When I moved back to Phoenix, sixteen years ago, I had kids and I wanted to bring them to some cool places. So, the place that my dad used to bring me to when I was a kid was this fifties diner, but it wasn't one of those cool diners. It's got the black and white and the red awning and all that stuff on it. This was literally a diner built in the fifties, and nothing had been done to it. Ever and so like you know the little buttons where you pick pick the song out sure on the juke the little jukeboxes this was literally a place that had been unchanged since the fifties so the buttons that changed the song were had complete grease around Ooh, it um, and you know the cool little chrome that's around the tables on a lot of those fifties restaurants yeah. it was not shiny and silver <laughs> it had like the little rivets like goo around I mean it was but my dad loved this place because oh this is a real fifties restaurant we're not gonna go to those cheesy Anyways, but it was a truck stop. It was over on, uh, I think, Buckeye. Anybody who knows Phoenix, Buckeye means you're, it's like on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> am I okay. wrong? I don't know. I, I am not the Phoenician that you are. I don't know Phoenix as well. Well, so anyways. I try not to leave my house. But I did like going just to an old place with my, you know, with my pop. I wanted to like kind of replicate that. So I was trying to find a cool old place. And somebody said, have you ever been to McAlpine's? And I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. I don't know how old it is, but I think it's like. 80 years old. Well, whatever, you know, from the 50s. So 70 years old. It looks just like an old fashioned Arizona style 
soda shop. It's still got the the jerk. You know, the word jerk comes from a kid jerking on sodas oh. all day, not oh, jerking. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Anyways, you it's know. got the old soda jerk so that you the guy sits there and he pulls the soda and then you pick out the flavor you want. So there's actually, I think there's something like 30 different flavors. I love this place with the kids. Sounds like a soda stream. <laughs> I'm tempted to go in there as I'm passing it, right? And here's the thing. It's packed. There's all these people. I'm As I'm getting closer and closer, I'm like, oh my God, I, I've never seen this place. It's usually fairly... Is this the place on 7th Street? You were yeah. Talking? Anyways. Where, what's the cross street? So it's about, it's about me with three blocks north of McDowell. And I can't pull in. You want to know why? It happens Because it's covered with cops. They got all these people that they're arresting there. And I'm like, anyways, I was kind of bummed about that. <laughs> Well, let me just tell you something that I was thinking about. So I'm passing your school and it's completely empty because all the kids are gone, right? For the yes, most part. Yes, yes. No, the, as far as I know, they're all gone. Have you ever been into a high school? Have you ever walked around a high school when it's empty, especially like maybe late at night? Well, you know, not recently because I am nearly 50 years old. So I try to stay out of creepy <laughs> areas like that. But yeah, I've been in, I don't know, when I was in high school, there were times when I would be there Do you think before. they're kind of creepy? Like almost like haunting, like a, like a haunted house. I always feel like when you go to a school, especially if it's well after school hours, like maybe like four or five o'clock. And especially if it starts getting that's dark. well after school hours for you. Well, well, when I do time have, do you leave school? As kids get out of school somewhere, depending where you live in the United States, get off school around three o'clock. The thing is with, um, kids is they have after school programs, yeah, exactly. right? And that might go a half hour after, but then they might have a concert like seven o'clock. So I might get to the school early to drop them off for rehearsal or whatever. And I'm walking <laughs> Around and the place is empty. I always get this creepy, like haunting, like it's almost like a haunted house vibe. I, I don't think I've ever had that. Not at a, not at a high school, because I guess it's just never been that quiet. And the high schools I've been to, uh, well, the high school I went to was pretty small, so it wasn't a looming huge space, right? I think you get that more where you have a really big complex. If you have a smaller complex, it's not. Gonna I guess be, it's not. just but by design. What about those big hallways? Because a lot of times yeah, you have the big hallways, you walk down and all you can hear is your shoe. It's like your your shoes are clapping on the ground. Right. You need you need a big space for that. You need a big space for the echo to go down and then back and then go around a corner and then come back at you from a different angle so you think someone's following you and it, yeah. Well, they're so creepy to me. But I didn't have that. Sometimes I even have sometimes I even have dreams about it. Like how and it always is like. I'm at the high school and it's scary. <laughs> is that? Is Are that you sp- clothed during these? Because <laughs> most people's high school dreams, you know, involve not, uh, accidentally showing up to school in their underwear. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were going to different the direction. One. Oh, <laughs> which direction would you like to take this? Neither. Oh. No, I'm always clothed, but it's more like. I got chased into there or I'm chasing somebody and I land in a school and like in like in like one of those chase movies where the yeah. guy chases after all of a sudden he turns a corner and the guy he can't find the guy anymore. I, th- I think you've watched too many horror movies because so many of them take place in schools because they want to sell it to high school. That's kids. interesting. I hear what you're saying, but I don't watch horror films. I've watched some horror films, but I'm just not into them. I figure the world's so negative <laughs> yeah. and I'm trying to resist the negativity as much as possible. I want to add to it with my entertainment. Well, that's generally why I don't watch dramas because it's just too real. I don't need that. Yeah. But I don't watch horror movies that much either. Uh, just, I, they generally don't hold my attention. I'd rather watch fantasy or science fiction. Escapism. All right. I, I actually would like, I know you already gave me some coffee, but because it was a little cold this morning, I, I think I'd like a warmer upper. Fine. All right. We'll be right back. I got all kinds of coffee for you. <laughs> Cream to mint coffee, all kinds. No. All right, we'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Betsy. I want to tell you about the Children's Museum of Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, planning to come to Phoenix, or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at childrensmuseumofphoenix.org. Hope to see you there. Have fun. Be playful. Um, so I didn't sleep particularly well last night because I got up, I don't know, around six maybe. Um, sometimes I get hot when I'm sleeping and it happens, right? You get What kind of hot? Hot, just, you know. Like I'm, sweaty hot or like? Yeah, well, it wasn't sweaty hot, but I have woken up in cold sweats before. But the, tonight, last night, it was just, I was overheated. It happens sometimes. And, and so, you know, I got up, I walked around a little bit and I wasn't cooling down. Which is really, really weird because for me, I cool down pretty quickly. So I'm still hot and I'm starting to get worried that, you know, do I have a fever? Because oh, it right. takes a while. That's what, I would be, that's what I was thinking the whole time you said that. Oh, he's hot. He's probably getting sick. I better move back six feet. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but believe me, I would have. Well, I don't know. Would I have told you? Hmm. Anyway. Um, so I, I go into our kitchen and uh, not kitchen, bathroom. I have a couple of different thermometers. So I pull out the thermometers and, you know, I, I don't have a temperature or a high temperature. And so I, I think that's okay. But then I realized that, you know what? Based on my thermometer readings, I probably can't get COVID because I think I'm dead. Oh, in your dream or when you're no, awake? This is, this is awake because the first thermometer reading I got, this is putting it in my mouth under the tongue, was 93.5, which is a little on the low side. Yeah. And so I take a few more tests and then I switch out to another one. I finally get one. My highest reading that I got this morning for my temperature was 96 degrees. And you so thought thinking, you, so you thought you were, you thought you were like a ghost almost like. This was the be- This is how it's. Can you see me? I can. <laughs> can you touch me? Don't. This touch is me. so weird. You're saying this to me because sometimes I do crazy things and I survived it, and I think I wonder if I actually died. You think I was dead? This. Oh, well. You know what I'm saying? For so, for example, is I know this sounds terrible. One time there was this train coming down the road. And I was with a bunch of guys, and I thought they were far enough back. I thought it would be humorous. This is a stupid kid oh that I used God. to be. What are you doing? I that don't if like I where jumped across the tracks fast enough, they wouldn't be able to tell if it hit me or not. Oh my God. And I could hear them screaming on the other side because they thought I was, they thought it hit me. Oh my. <laughs> I know it's terrible. I, and, I, oh. and, um, and I, but it was, the trains are so loud you can barely hear it. So the train finally gets over and boy, they were pissed. <laughs> but later on that night, I kept thinking that train, I don't remember feeling the wind of the train going past me, I thought, I wonder if I'm dead and I just kind of dreamed that somehow. It, well, like, it didn't really happen. Like, really when they were yelling and screaming at me, they were yelling at me because I was on the ground. That crossed my mind. Oh, kind of like um, Beetlejuice, the movie. Do you remember the movie Beetlejuice? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, so though. it's about a young couple who dies unexpectedly and they wind up haunting their own house. But it takes oh, right. them a while to realize that they're dead. Because they're like in a weird purgatory. No, they're back in their house. No, they're not in a weird purgatory. Yeah, at all. I remember they, them being back they, in the house. They just wind up back in the house and they don't realize they're dead for a while. Anyway, um, so that's what happened so to you, you last should, night. You, you thought should, you didn't know if you were. You're like, no, maybe no, I'm dead, no. maybe I'm not I, dead. No, I didn't know. I was joking because you know, obviously I don't know if our our thermometers are wrong. Oh, or you were just I'm joking. Just cold. No. Okay. <laughs> so what really happened? I woke up hot and I, I I checked my thermometer and I was really cold. I don't I don't understand why I'm only registered ninety six. And the joke was. Well, I probably can't get COVID because I'm dead because, you know, you shouldn't be 96 <laughs> degrees normally. I don't know why 93? the thermometers. Well, no, the first reading was 93.5. After 
literally a dozen more readings. I got it up to 96. Now, do you have one of those old mercury kind? Is no, that, no. We had, these are... Oh, you had the fancy, like, beep, electronic yes. ones. Yes, and we, I used two different And ones. they both came out the same. No, they low. didn't come out the same, but the highest reading I got was uh, 96. Oh. And uh, so eventually I got most of them, to, both of them to read like in the high 95s, like 95.8 to 96. So what, why do you think your temperature is so low? I don't know, but I tested again before you, just before you got here and it was 95.8. I'm, I'm assuming that the thermometers are for some reason, either that or I really am dead and I'm just talking. I'm a zombie. <laughs> well, so, but the, here's the thing about your dreaming. Well, first of all, I got two things. You don't mess with people like that. You, like they think you're dead <laughs> because... That's the beginning of a bad movie. Not a bad movie, a sad movie where, oh, someone's making a joke and then their yeah. friends try to jump over two and get hit by the train and then the guy's like for the rest of his life messed up because he basically killed his friends. When I was in my late teens, I and used to always do stuff I said two like things. That. Did I say two? I had you two did. things? So yeah, that was finish. one thing. Will you so tell please? Because we've been talking about dreaming. You seem to really be stuck on this dreaming thing. Do you? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I love dreams. I, the weirder, the better. You know, how are, like uh, scary dreams are my favorite because they're the weirdest. But man, I don't know. I, I had this idea the, a couple of weeks ago. I woke up, you know, in the middle of a dream. So I'm, I'm remembering the dream, but I'm thinking. I, I had this thought. It's like as I'm as I'm sitting here or lying here, remember <laughs> remembering my dream. How do I know that I'm not making up right now? Instead of remembering a dream, how do I know my mind's not making up a story right now? Right. I mean, there's no there's be really no difference because during a dream, your mind is making it up. And when you're remembering a dream, it could be doing the same thing. So there's no telling. I, I guess I love to is, read about religion and, and <laughs> a lot of the faiths f- coming from Asia and the eastern part of the world um, is life is an illusion. Right. And so. There is very little difference between life and death. Wait, it's not I get that far, but my, my, point, my <laughs> point is, my point is, um, I don't really trust my brain. Do you trust your brain? Because it does stuff. I mean, dreaming is like you, you, you leave it for a minute and it just starts going off on it by itself. And you don't have any control of that. That's crazy. That's well, brain. You want to trust what you see and hear and taste. <laughs> well, this is one of the crazy reasons why I try not to use my eyes as the tell all for what's happening around me. So for example is... I don't walk into a room and immediately like look around. I try to use as many senses as possible. So like we've talked about this before. I walk into a room and the first thing I th- usually think is how does this house smell or this place smell? Also, I use my ears a lot too. So like for example is I might walk into a house and then hear the lighting. I know this is weird, but I, I walk into a house or any kind of building and the first thing I hear is the lighting. All right. So as we've established earlier in an earlier episode, you're a super taster, a super smeller, and now apparently you're a super hearer. I don't know. I just, and so my point and all that is, is I, my, your brain does trick you. I oh, think yeah, sometimes. No, no. This is, this is a whole, this is a whole new thing we can talk about. Um, it's like consciousness. I mean, consciousness is basically, okay, this, uh, maybe I'm a little bit on a limb on this and I'm one of a few people who believe that free will is basically a fraud. We don't really have free will, but at least not the way most people think about it. But vision is a good way to think about this. And I'll give you an example. Yeah, we don't see what we actually see. Uh, I, I, as actually, I can wrap this into last week's PSA, our public service announcement from right. last week where I was talking about if you want to take a good picture, make sure, check out the whole scene, really look. Right. And that gets to the point where if you're in a park and you see a beautiful tree, you say, oh, I'm going to take a picture and this picture is going to be amazing because that's a beautiful tree and this is, you know, it's going to be great. And you get home and you look at the picture and it's like, uh... That's a terrible picture because when you're in the park, all you see is the tree. 
But when you're at home and you're looking at the picture, that you know that's a whole different medium. And you suddenly see, oh well, there is some fat guy, drunk fat guy, passed out on a bench behind it. Oh right, there, right. There were there were power lines going right through it, and there was you know a terrible fence that was breaking down on the other side. So this is this is my point. First of all, the vision is lying to you, but also, I think as an analogy that works for consciousness because our consciousness, our, the idea that we are conscious or or the our ideas, uh, the idea of ourself, like what is James inside of here. Uh, is a construct. It's a construct just like that tree is a construct. When you're looking at that tree, all you see is a tree, but you don't see all the other stuff around it. All this, like, if you're thinking about your own thoughts, you don't think about all the thoughts that are going on in your head. You're just thinking on, like, one thing at a time, but there are all kinds of things going on in your head at any given time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, but here's one of the things I think why our brain gets tricked is mood, mood and... Even what you ate maybe 15 minutes before you saw that can affect everything. So for like, for example is, let's just say I had an, uh, not a huge dinner, but a nice dinner. And then something else happens right after. I, I'm high on the sugar and the nutrition that I did. And so now everything looks awesome, which I think is one of the reasons why sunsets look so amazing <laughs> after dinner. And then you go to the photograph and you're like, eh, I've seen better. Well, the, <laughs> the interesting about that though, there, there is scientific studies that show that the, what happens in the gut basically affects your brain there it's the idea that our brain is doing all the thinking for our body is 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 proving to be more false and false every day because they show that how your gut biome is can affect your thoughts directly affect your thoughts um well well, that comes to the mood right because the mood is going to affect your thoughts too it's like oh well yeah but where does the mood come from the mood comes from like uh, a collaboration of different issues that your body is experiencing so so the one of the ideas is that you know in, in the traditional idea is that our brains are doing all our thinking I, I think that is becoming less and less true the more we understand about how our bodies work you cannot separate the brain and still be the person you are you know if you put it in a vat and started you know plugged it in and was able to get it to work and still think and still be alive you wouldn't be you because you would be missing the rest of your nervous system which is connected to your body and your body and your mind are connected I guess it sounds very spiritual, but it's, well, it's a, like all the is, yogi guys are always talking based, about that. This is based on on the science that's that's going on now and showing that the feedback loops and th- it's really connected all the way through. And so, you know, in the 50s, you would have science fiction novels where they would take the brain out of one person, and flop it down into the next person. And you'd have the same person just in different bodies. You know, that's just not the case. Actually, Heinlein had a good um, Who? Robert, Robert Heinlein. He's or Heinlein, Heinlein. I don't know how to pronounce it, but one of the great science writer science fiction writers of the 20th century you don't know robert heinlein to sail beyond the sunset strange oh right right yeah, land. yeah 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 I th- actually was this i think it was to sail by on, beyond the sunset was, was <laughs> I, for some reason scientology popped oh, in my head <laughs> no that's a different writer yeah a contemporary actually apparently. ron hubbard was that him? i don't remember his name um Anyway, in this story, uh, he's an old man who's dying of some disease, and he's looking to transplant his brain into somebody else's body. So they're looking for don- basically bra- uh, donors who he can transplant his brain into, uh, and not not someone alive. They're looking for you know someone who died recently that they can. He's not he's not an evil guy. He's not trying to kill someone to take over their bodies. But so it turns out he has uh, a very beautiful young female assistant, and they wind up in an accident, and they both die. Now she's. Her brain is destroyed, but his body is destroyed. So what they do, they wind up doing, is they take his brain and put it into her body. So now he is in a female body. And this, the, the, the book, the rest of the book is about basically him coming to terms with a male brain and a female body. 
this is Heinlein, I think, at his best, where he, he just eventually gives in and becomes basically a woman. I mean, he still has his thoughts and memories as being a man, but because the body is giving him all this feedback and is part of his, his mind and his soul and his personality, he becomes a woman. <laughs> and and is, I don't remember when this was written. It could have been written as late as the 80s, because I think he was reading, he was writing in the, but even, doesn't matter if it was in the 50s, 60s, or 70s, or 80s, this would have been pretty revolutionary for the, for the, for its day. Nowadays, you know, that'd be like nothing, of course. Well, the crazy thing is, I always think, what would it be like if you were to take your brain out of your head <laughs> and put it into somebody else's body? How would your whole life be completely different? This is one of those well, things. you should read the book then. There's a lot of science books for some reason about taking brains out and putting them somewhere else. I think, uh, what's it? Uh, the guy wrote Tarzan. Uh, it's a form of Rice Edgar Rice Burroughs. He wrote a book I remember I read actually my sophomore year of high school where he takes a, someone's... But the villain? The villain in the story. So he it, he gets punished and they, and they, one of his uh, assistants takes his brain out and puts it in an ape as a punishment. But what ended up <laughs> happening is just the reverse. You ended up with this really smart guy with this really strong oh, yeah. body. And well, that's like... Um, that's something beast, from Mars. The beast from X-Men. Is like that. He's a science. Right. I don't remember how he. But he didn't it. have his brain removed. I don't remember how he became the beast, but he was. You how know, do we get on to being brain being removed? Well, we started talking about consciousness, which was going to lead into free will, and how we don't really have free will because our brains. You know that there's nowhere. No scientists and psychiatrists they can't find where quote the your id is. Where where is where is the you, the thinker of the thought? So there's, you know, everyone without thinking, we think there's a, a core to our being like somewhere deep down. You don't feel that us. way? I'm pretty sure there's not. Now, the science is still young on this, but... Um, what about like so, your chi or your we, aura? All these... nonsense. Oh, you think we it's... Are so, <laughs> we are so ruled Just by thousands, stimulants. millions and millions of people think it's true. Well, and this is based on, back to the visual thing, right? So you don't believe in a soul or anything? Well, I'm, I'm not discounting the possibility of a soul. I just don't see... Where, okay, I can't disprove and nor do I want to disprove the idea of a soul. I just haven't seen any evidence that there is one or that we need one. Did I ever tell you my, I, to get off topic, did I ever tell you my thoughts about evolution and the spirit? Uh, no, go, good. Okay, Jeez. so this is crazy, all right? And it may be not be crazy, but I know when I try to explain it to somebody once, they're like, uh, that's crazy. So someone was trying to explain to me one time that we really don't have any soul. It's really, and he's trying to explain, he's, uh, I don't know if he's an atheist, but it's he was leaning toward it. And I was trying to understand what he was saying about there's no proof there's no way i mean it's just our minds trying to make up for uh deficiency in our mortality and mm -hmm. so then i i went home that day this is what happens a lot of times i have a conversation i'm like thought of a great comeback and two hours oh, later yeah. <laughs> but anyways i was just kind of thinking about what he had said and i thought well maybe he doesn't have a soul <laughs> Maybe some people do and some people don't because you've heard this story about these lizard people that live on the planet. Yeah, I, I know you have. I, I, you're, you're ringing some bells here. We yeah, haven't okay. talked about this on the podcast though, have we? No, I don't think so. So Good. Uh, my thinking was this, is some people, if you really truly believe in evolution, you would believe that certain characteristics of certain people would do better in a certain environment. What if... Through evolution, some people evolved to have a spirit, which then protected, like for example, a lot, once again, a lot of these Asian philosophies is that you, you 
you don't pray to a God necessarily, but you worship your ancestors. Oh, okay. And so maybe those people have evolved to the point where they have a soul and they're actually, and they're, and the soul from the past comes, comes to protect the family. That would be totally down Darwinism that, that yeah, exactly. people with a soul survive better than people without a soul. That would, that would you can actually draw a direct correlation or correlation. To say There's another word there somewhere. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's actually a really good point. Um, there is, that would be a biological benefit, right? So okay. I'm thinking people that don't believe in a soul are either don't understand what they have or actually just don't feel it because they don't have it. Evolution hasn't given them the gift of a soul. Yeah, it's like some monsters running around have blue eyes for some reason. <laughs> I just, now this was on TikTok, so I take it with a grain of salt. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I haven't heard this. No, what, no. Uh, what was that, on TikTok? No, I want to no, hear not it. Not that the blue eyed people don't have souls. Obviously, that's just the, the redheads. But uh, the blue eyed. <laughs> what? Have you not heard that? No. You know that's fact, right? <laughs> they don't have souls. Redheaded people. Go ahead. I want to hear what you saw. Uh, They said that uh, the blue-eyed... Mutation. The mutation for blue eyes was about 6,000 years ago. So before 6,000 years, there were no blue-eyed people. It was was one of these weird, deviant little mutations that has no use. Sorry. (laughs) So why do I don't get the correlation with the blue eyes and the soul? Uh, No, it was just evolution. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe only blue-eyed people do. Maybe they're the only ones who do have souls, which would explain why there are so many actors who have blue eyes, because they can, can, you know, they can push that soul onto the film, their soul gets captured in the film, and then people respond to the soul in the film. They may have blue eyes, but (laughs) they don't necessarily have blonde hair. I have no idea what I'm talking (laughs) about, right? Well, no, no, that's, that's, yeah, there's, there is some correlation between blue eyes and blonde hair, but you can certainly have blue eyes without blonde hair. Well, I read a thing, now we're getting way off topic again. (laughs) I read a thing once where blue-eyed people tend to gravitate toward other blue-eyed people just because they want to ensure that their children have blue eyes. And with the science that's that came out, which I think is antiquated now, but the science came out, we were all taught this thing where we have a brown-eyed person and you have a blue-eyed person. Uh, on this little four-square grid, someone's going to have brown, someone's going to have brown, and maybe somebody will have blue. So they're mostly going to have brown that's eyes, which is totally not true because it Half living near Venice Beach, California, where there's a lot of multicultural families, brown eyes and blue eyes couples make green eyed children. <laughs> that I noticed. Okay. Now that the the science of hereditary and uh, dominant genes and recessive genes is 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 not old science. It's still it's still current science. That's still science. It's okay. I think I think the whole thing with ge- the way genes work over the years, all this crap that we were taught about what's recessive and what's dominant is going to go out the door. I don't think that's true at all, but people we, are going to cling on to it for a long time. It and it's, it's absolutely crazy that the things that can affect it. Um, well, chem- well, I also read chemicals see, decide I, the color of your eyes. I, well, yeah, that's an interesting point I was going to bring up because these crazy studies were done in ancestry and how your ancestry, like your recent ancestry can affect your biological reality. So they did a study in a very small type population that was basically completely cut off. Um, and they found that if the grandfather of a person had gone through lean times, like had little bit to eat, but got through it when the grandfather was between, I think 10 and 14 years old, the grandchild of that person would have better health and have less chance of diabetes and whatnot. And what they found was that the genes, the genes aren't changing. But the chemicals that are caused by that are that are released in the body gets passed down and affects the genes, which genes get expressed. So the genes 
uh, that are expressed in the in the parent and then the grandchild uh, actually affects which genes gets triggered. So it doesn't affect the genes directly, but it, it that sounds like when people are born with memories, like elephants, no, that, for example. I, that's different. I would say that the, the genetic memory is a different thing. I'm not saying that wouldn't. Uh, it may be in the same kind of boat, but I'm it's, you know just talking in general. It, it's very interesting to see that you can have uh, generational um, impact, or you can have impact across multi generations. Not because it's actually changing the DNA, but because it's changing the environment the DNA is in. Because there's so much DNA. So it's not just about DNA. You have to look at the DNA. If you had the, you know, the idea was when we mapped the genome, eventually we would figure out every single thing of what these, these DNA, th- what, what, what each sequence does. And then you could look at someone's DNA. You could basically construct that person and figure out what they would do. And, but that's not the whole picture. The whole picture is also the environment has a huge impact. Oh on yeah. What genes actually get, in, uh, get, um, yeah, I, I, so do you think people express. are born without a soul? <laughs> well, like are there said, soulless people running around, I, I, or is everybody soulless? I neither believe nor disbelieve in a soul. I just don't think that there's much need for it. And to go back to your point, where the person you're arguing about, well, I, you know, I can't see any evidence for it. Well, you know, I can't see any. I can't see gravity, but that doesn't mean I don't believe it. You know, just because I can't see it or feel it, or there's not a mathematical formula that describes it, doesn't mean it, it's real yet. Doesn't mean it's not real. So. You know, the lack of proof is not proof. Sounds unicornish. Which is why, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I take, I take uh, issue with both theists and atheists. I see theists <laughs> as people who believe in some greater being, uh, and I see anti-theists who don't disbelieve, who, who actively disbelieve, who actively say, absolutely, there is no greater, you know, consciousness that directs things or has directed things. I think they're both deeply flawed because there's no evidence either way. So and this it, is, I'm going to mix the soul and the dream together. Ready, ready for this? When I was around 10 or 11 years old, I woke up one night and um, I felt, uh, I thought it was my mom sat down next to me probably to wake me up to tell me I had to get up early to, for the paper route or whatever. Anyway, so I opened my eyes thinking my, my mom's there or somebody sitting on my bed to wake me up at the wee hours of the night and nobody's there <laughs> and I still feel them. So I'm now I'm afraid to like acknowledge that I feel somebody sitting on my bed and they're touching my leg <laughs> and I don't see anybody. So I really slowly pull my shoulder the other way and to move away from the leg as if there was a real person there and I feel it scoot closer to my leg and I'm like going, I'm freaking out now. So I go, okay, this is just a dream. I don't know what this is. So then I start, I know this is going to sound lame, but I used to love to sing as a kid. So I just started singing some lame. So I don't even remember what I was singing. I just started singing and I still felt the thing there. And all of a sudden the door opens up to my bedroom and my mom comes and she goes, why are you, why are you singing so loud? And I'm like, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell her there was a ghost. So weird. Oh, so How weird. How old were you? I, I think I was a 10 or 11. Okay. I knew, That's pretty, I understand that. And then, so then I'm like, I could feel it still there, but, and she, and I'm not making, uh, you know, I didn't make like get up and make, I like, I didn't move my whole body to talk to her. I kind of just stayed away because I didn't want to bump into whatever was leaning. Obviously she couldn't see it. So now I'm starting to freak out. 
She goes, well, go to bed, go to sleep. I'm like, okay. So then she leaves and closes the door. Now the impression where the butt was sitting next to my leg feels like it's not there anymore. It's like, like some kind of impression. So I look, I turn over to look and there's still nothing there, but I still feel the imprint. So I glide off very gently to the other side of the bed and get out and I do the typical, mom, I can't sleep. Can I sleep in your bed tonight? <laughs> like some wimpy little, but I'm, I'm too old to go back to bed. So my mom and my, my dad's like, no, go back to bed. So I just went to sleep in the living room. <laughs> and to this day, I, I trip out on that because I'm like, okay, so are there a thing called ghosts or, you know, the whole thing is our ghosts souls. And if so, then that proof, that's proof that they're souls. But if, what are ghosts? I sometimes wonder there's like things on this planet we still haven't discovered that are invisible. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, no doubt. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know where they get this, but Neil deGrasse Tyson and people of his ilk have said, and I don't mean that in any kind of dis- despairing way. I, I love him. I love him. Um, they say that, They've estimated that we know about 4% of the, of the universe. We have about 4% of the knowledge that we need, that, that is out there to be understood. So we, we're nothing. We're like infants as far as what we know. So there are plenty of things still left to be discovered in well, our world. Well, it's like 150 years ago, somebody said, you know, there's these little teeny things in the water you can't see. And everybody's like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, science has exploded in the past. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, just, just get this little piece of glass, make it this thick. And then all of a sudden put a second one there. It's called a microscope. And now you can see all these invisible things. Let's, I, I, I want to leave this. I'm going to give you a pass because you were only 10, but I had not, not as, as distinct an, uh, uh, experiences as that. But when I was in college, I, I remember waking up to hearing a voice that felt like it was real, but not in the dream. It probably was just the dream, but it was, it was the most ghostly encounter I, I've had. And it's, it does feel weird, but again, it's probably, it was probably just a dream. Um, but instead of trying to get away from it, I desperately was trying to get towards it. And again, this is probably the difference between a 10 year old and a 20 year old as a 10 year old, you know, <laughs> well, that's funny you be- said that you're right. Because as an adult, somebody says, you know, there's ghosts in that building. My first thought is, well, let's go check well, it I out. I would absolutely be with you because I don't believe there are ghosts. I think if there were ghosts, we'd have seen some evidence by now. And I've seen the, the quote, the evidence. Have you been to San, a bunch of nonsense. Have you been to San Carlos Hotel? No. It's supposedly filled with ghosts. I told you earlier, I don't get out of the house. Oh, right. So I went one with a group of, once upon a time, I was a teacher. I went with a, a group of teachers to go check out this ghost thing. What the lady said is there's ghosts all around and they usually show up in the form of spheres. And some people can see them with their eyes, but it's really easy to capture them on camera. And, and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, right, whatever. We went on this tour and people are taking pictures that, he, that I can't remember if it was a he or she, but whoever was, I think it was a she. She was directing to us to different areas. And we started taking pictures like, oh, this room is usually filled with ghosts. Take some pictures, you might see one. Nobody sees anything. So I'm sitting, there's, a up, there's like a pool on the second floor or maybe like the fifth floor. There's a pool on the fifth floor and I'm standing out there and our guide says, this is another area where there's a lot of ghosts. So if you want to take pictures, you might see one. So somebody takes a picture and I'm in the shot and she says, I remember her name. Her name was Stephanie. She says to me, she says, no, she says to everybody, oh my God, look at, yes. she says, oh my God, Christopher's got a sphere next to him. And I'm like, where? And they're like, everybody comes over and starts taking pictures. And all of them had a sphere, a sphere 
different cameras all like all uh, all on my right side and as they took more pictures more of them started showing up on my I think it was my right right shoulder and I was like that's kind of weird after that you know everybody's like oh it's funny I'm like it's dust it's it's, it's got to just be dust on my right shoulder right but it was weird because all the cameras were taking similar pictures none or of them matched it could be lens flare and uh, it, right. was there any flashing going on Yes. Oh, well, forget it. It's probably just lens flare. That's what I was thinking. So then we go down the hallway and people are taking pictures again. Um, they're not seeing too much, but they keep taking pictures of me as if I'm like some, like, what's that that guy from Peanuts that's always dusty? I don't remember his oh, name, but uh, I know who you're talking about. Dirt, no, no. Linus? Pigpen. No. Pigpen. Is it Pigpen? Yeah, okay. it's Pigpen. I'm like, oh, I'm Pigpen. I'm like casting off all this dust like it's... But they keep taking pictures of me. So anyways, so we go to some other rooms and finally we go to a room and there's just, it's all over these spheres. And so the next thing I know, we went into this creepy place and the guy says there was a murder here and blah, 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 blah. And we took some pictures and I'm not really paying attention. This is the beginning of digital cameras, kind of. So um, some people are taking pictures with film still back then, I think. Anyways, so I get home. And I thought, oh, that was kind of fun. If nothing else, we learned a lot about the hotel. And there's some creepy stories and the whole thing with the, the spheres around me. We get home and we're looking through the digital camera. And one of the rooms where these two kids, I guess, had been murdered, there's a sphere in there. And if you look at the sphere, this is the creepiest thing. It was the only one of a bunch of little red, white ones. It was red. And in the center of it was, it looked like a reptile or a a dragon eye. <laughs> All right, so you have this picture. Yeah, on my digital camera. You better give it to me because it's going to be in the show notes. If you uh, can't find it. Now I'm going to have to hunt it down. You've got to. You can't, you can't say you have a picture and then we don't put it in the show notes. People are just going to think I uh, photoshopped it or something. I don't care. Okay, I'll look they for it. They can do the San, ancestor bag on you it. You have to check out San Carlos Hotel. You can do chance. the ancestor bag on it. Oh, right. I just, for, God, <laughs> you have to drop that twice. You don't hear anything I say. <laughs> The ancestor bag. You know, this this conversation, we were starting going down a pretty deep road with consciousness and free will and all that, and you just had to take it off into dragon eyeballs. Uh, well, my coffee's done. I don't know about yours. How's your coffee looking? My coffee is done. All right. All right. This hey. might be a good time to call it quits. Okay. Hey, James, thanks for having me over again. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Mostly. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Heatstroke. Go to heatstrokepodcast.com. The sun is out, the sun is out, so bright. Don't you come on out, it's making light, light and bright for you. Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from pink and brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot coffee. So I just really want to quickly tell you about a product that I use at my house. It's it's called Perfection Floor Tile. It's a do-it-yourself product. So it's great right now because you can do it at your own 
home at your own time. You don't have to wait for a contractor. It just kind of locks together. It's this beautiful square vinyl tile. And what's great about it, it's a little bit softer than most tiles. So it's really great on your feet, especially if you're a guy like me who sits on the phone at work all day or in his home office pacing back and forth. Um, you can find it all kinds of places. It's available at hardware stores and home improvement stores. It's perfection floor tile. Go ahead and check it out. It's absolutely beautiful.